When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. It's Friday, so welcome to another Talking Real Money Q&A-a-thon with me, Don McDonald, and your questions. Today's questions all came in from TalkingRealMoney.com, so you recorded them on the website, TalkingRealMoney.com, clicked on the contact form, pushed on the little microphone button, and spoke into your computer mic, making for some pretty good quality stuff. So let's get started with today's first question, shall we? Hi, guys. This is Gabe from California. My question is about tax loss harvesting. I have a taxable brokerage account to which I have no goals for. I was thinking of selling the losses and putting the proceeds on a Roth IRA. Is this possible? And what are your thoughts about it? Thank you. Of course, this is absolutely possible. It's fine. Because remember, a Roth IRA is not an investment. A Roth IRA is a place where you keep your investments. It's the bowl in which your investments sit. Just think of it as a fruit bowl. And the fruit in the bowl are all your different investments. So you're going to sell some fruit from your brokerage account bowl netting that $6,000 that you need to fund the Roth IRA. And then you're going to take that $6,000 and put it in the Roth IRA bowl or put some new fruit that you're going to buy in the Roth IRA, IRA bowl. So yeah, you can absolutely do that. That is not a problem at all. And you get a tax loss for uh, this year that you can use to offset capital gains or even income. Thanks for the question. I really appreciate it. Here's our next question. Hi, guys. Um, I think I screwed up. I'm hoping I didn't screw up. It seems likely that I screwed up, but I'm hoping you can tell me. Um, I sold off like $3,000 of stocks that were down, down, down that I no longer believed in. It's not just that I wanted to dump them because they were down. I just, I followed uh, the Motley Fool blindly, which makes me a fool. And, um, so I sold them thinking, okay, tax loss, harvest, harvesting and all that. But my, my thought was that I would balance out that $3,000 by converting more traditional IRA into Roth, like $3,000 worth. Um, but then I read somewhere that one is capital gains while the other is income tax. So is there, what do I do to balance out the 3000 if that's the case? Should I um, be selling $3,000 worth of gains to balance it out? Or I, I think I screwed up. Any advice? Yes. Stop beating yourself up. You did not screw up. It's a little difficult to understand 
but you're okay. Let's start with the assumption that you sold enough to net a $3,000 capital loss. We're going to assume that. Kind of what it sounded like. Because you said you sold $3,000 worth of stuff, but I think you sold $3,000 worth of loss. So if you incurred a $3,000 loss, capital loss, and you don't have any capital gains for 2022, then that $3,000 capital loss can be used to offset up to $3,000 in ordinary income, which would be the amount of that Roth conversion. So you would totally offset that Roth conversion from a regular IRA to the Roth. Now, if you have some capital gains, your capital loss has to be taken against capital gains first. So let's say you had $1,000 in capital gains for 2022 and only took that $3,000 loss. Well, then a 1000 of that would offset the gain, the 1000 of the loss, and $2,000, only $2,000, could be used to offset your income, the Roth conversion, in other words. So if you have some capital gains for the year, then sell more losses. If you don't believe you're going to have any capital gains for the year, you're set. You didn't screw up. I mean, sometimes it's kind of foolish to listen to the Motley Fool, but you didn't screw up. Good job. Thanks for the call. I bet we have another question. Oh, I know we do, because we've got five, I think, for today. So here it is. Hi, Don and Tom. My question is concerning Roth accounts. If I have access to a TSP Roth and a Roth IRA, am I allowed in a calendar year to contribute the max of 6000 to each one, or is it just a max total of 6000 across the board? Uh, look forward to your response. Thank you. Oh, you can contribute even more than that. You can contribute up to $20,500 into your... TSP, Roth or otherwise. You can't do more than 20500 in a combination of Roth and regular, but you can do the whole 20000 in a Roth, 20500 and and you can put up to $6,000 into a Roth IRA. So that's 26500 in potential contributions. If you can afford to do that, wow, do that. Next year, the uh, the Roth TSP or the TSP limit goes up to twenty two five for people under fifty. This is all for people under fifty, and Roth IRAs up to sixty five hundred. So, you can contribute a whole lot of money to both of them. Good luck. Thanks for the uh, question. These questions are all coming in via Talking Real Money. It's easy to do. You just go to talkingrealmoney.com. You click on the contact form. And then you press the microphone button, it records you, and it sends it right to me. And then I can get your question answered on the Friday podcast or the Saturday show, which becomes a podcast on Monday or Tuesday. That's typically when we do the recorded ones. So you'll know when to listen. And let's see, what have we got? Three so far. That means we have two more. Let's go to the next one. I'm listening to Clark Howard podcast, and your podcast is mentioned, but I use Deezer for streaming and podcast listening, comma, and you don't seem to be available on it. How can we fix that? For those who don't know, Deezer is one of the music services like Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify, 
probably should have listed them in the other order. Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, Deezer. Uh, I tried Deezer once many years ago. It was just music. I did not know they had podcasts. So that's how much attention I paid to Deezer. How do we fix this? I did already. The minute I heard your question, I fixed it. So now we're on Deezer. I try to keep up, but there are so many podcast distribution systems right now. Most of them go in and crawl Apple podcasts and bring the podcasts over from there. But apparently some don't, and I have to manually submit those. And this was one that I had to manually submit. So if you know of a service that we're not on, we want to be on it. So let me know. Either call 855-935-TALK and let me know, or go to TalkingRealMoney.com, type up a question, or speak it like our next caller did. Hi, Tom and Don. Hope you're great. I recently heard that Chris Pedersen and Paul Merriman visited Avantis, and they found out from the people there at Avantis that one should not buy funds or ETFs or anything in the first half hour of any trading day because there's weird things going on with, I don't know, arbitrage and people trying to interpret the news and all stuff that I really don't care about, but like to know about. Also, Avantis told them not for people not to use a market order when they purchase funds or ETFs because there's weird things going on with that and advised people to use a limit order and set the price like one or two pennies above the market price for that day. And they can find out the market price by visiting Yahoo finance or what I don't, you know, this is all stuff I really don't care about, but it's good to know. And I suspect a lot of people might like to hear that. Me, I am an M1 user. I love M1 because they're simple. You know, it, it, I'm a much simpler guy when it comes to this. I get excited every time I tap that, you know, M1 button and it buys everything in my pie exactly how I like it allocated. It keeps me on track to invest every month on autopilot. If I got into the weeds with all that other stuff, I probably wouldn't be as frequent of an investor. That said, M1 does trade only in the first 15 to 30 minutes of every trading day. Exactly what Avantis advised not to do. So my question is this. M1 also does have a second trading window at 3 p.m. The rub is that you have to be an M1 Plus user to get access to that. And they charge an annual fee of $125 for that second trading window. My question is, is it worth it, do you think, for me to pay the, the annual $125 fee? to have access to that 3 p.m. trading window for the hopes that the bid-ask spread will be lower at that time? Or should I just stick with the simple, you know, trade at 9 a.m. every morning thing and not worry about the bid-ask spread? I know I have like 30 years, hopefully, ahead of me. If someone invests 500K in that, say I put 500K in there over, over that time, all the bid-ask spreads of those investments, would they be worth would it be worth it for me to, you know, pay the 3000 or so over that 30 years of $125? You know what I mean? Thanks, guys. I really do appreciate it. The proceeding was not an advertisement for M1 Finance. <laughs> uh, M1 people really do love M1, which is great. And I've read the studies 
over the years. We don't even, we don't even want to talk about studies like these that show that there is greater market volatility. Some of them have shown it. In, it it's only really within the first and last 15 minutes of market trading. Some have said the first 30 minutes and last 30 minutes of trading. But of course, it makes perfect sense that that would be when the bulk of the trading would occur, because that's when all the short-termers are getting in and getting out, the guys who are playing the market, and they don't even want to be in overnight. So um, yeah, there's more volatility. But to say that it is bad to buy then or bad to sell then, doesn't make a lot of sense because the volatility could benefit you either way. Let's say there is a big sell-off going on and you place an order into that early morning volatility. Well, you may get a much better price than you expected. If there's a lot of buying going on, you may get a worse price. Same thing with market orders versus limit orders. When we're talking about most of the index products, those that are widely traded, I mean, yeah, some of the Avantis products don't have the the volume yet, but they will. But when you're talking Vanguard and the like, I mean, the, the volume is so great that placing a limit order may mean you just miss out. See, that's the problem with limit orders. Yeah, you 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 may with a market order pay more than a little bit more, as you said, a couple of pennies more per share than you intended. But you also may be locked out of the market if it runs away from you. I think we're, this is the kind of thinking that short-term traders do. This is not the kind of thinking that people who want to just buy stuff on a regular basis when they're earning money and they want to build a portfolio for the long term, nobody is going to notice those extra couple of pennies. Nobody. And again, it's not necessarily negative. It could be positive depending on the direction of the market. So I wouldn't sweat it. I wouldn't sweat any of it. Uh, and as for M1 and the late trading, again, could you make more money? Maybe. Could you make less money? Maybe. Do you want to pay extra every year? I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I see no benefit to me in doing that. None. So I wouldn't do it. But thanks for your question. Thanks for listening. I think that's the end. Yeah, I think I did them all. That's good. We did it. That was a good one. Thank you all very much. Great questions. I really appreciate them. And uh, remember, if you want to ask Tom or me questions, you can call them in at 855-935-TALK. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can send them in at TalkingRealMoney.com, which is going to become the go-to place for everything. We're going to focus all of our efforts on TalkingRealMoney.com. Over the next couple of months, I'm working behind the scenes to make it better. Around the first of the year, we're going to unveil a new Talking Real Money that's going to have a lot of great stuff for you. But as of right now, let's say you have a little more complex question than can be asked in a podcast. Well, we give you the opportunity to ask those questions of our fiduciary advisors, Tom included, literally for free, no cost, none whatsoever, no obligation, no expectations, no high-pressure sales pitch, nothing. 
All you do is go to TalkingRealMoney.com and click the button to talk with an advisor. Set up an appointment. Done. We'll help you. We help everybody. That's the God's honest truth. And if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that on, on Saturday, somebody could call us and say, you lied. You tried to sell us stuff. No one's ever done it. We don't screen the calls. So check it out. Check everything out at TalkingRealMoney.com. Check out the risk quiz there. If you don't know your risk tolerance, go take that. But more good stuff coming there. Thank you so, so, so much for listening to our podcast. Thank you, Clark Howard listeners, for coming over and sticking around. We hope you like what you hear. And please tell your friends, your neighbors, your relatives, even your enemies. Share it on social media because Tom and I, almost every day of our lives, are just hanging out, talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.